This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI Audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this uh, continuing mad world that we live in here. And um, th- this is just, it's crazy. I've got Tim Schwartz here by with us again. Hello, Tim. How are you? Hello, Stephen. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I've managed to keep a decent supply of toilet rolls and bottled water right. in the house. So, yeah, it's all good here. Uh, Sean Priest is still in the shed. Uh, and I don't think Sean's even noticed anything has changed. Oh, you're wrong, Stephen. I have noticed there's a change. Hello, how are you? Why are you muffled? What have you done? <laughs> oh, I've got my face mask on, of course. Oh, I see. Well, you started it last week. I'm not being left behind. I'm cool. So, I wanted to buy, like, a fashionable one. This is my next thing. I want to find, like, a... I want to find a techie one. If I, I, I Actually, there was one in the news yesterday. A, a techie face mask, right? What it does is it's hmm. got like an a, a, an LED thing on the front, almost like an LED screen. I want it, and it flashes up with whatever messages you wanted to say. But for example, it might say "Keep six feet away." I'm thinking beyond the virus, I'm going to get that and just have that as my thing every day. Yeah, just keep six feet away, will you? It doesn't really work in the blind community, though, does it? Have they got a Braille version? Oh, you'd have to touch your face, though, wouldn't you? Oh, it's terrible. If you can read this, you're too close. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, well maybe one day but uh yeah are you wearing the face mask thing because i mean in, in the states you're getting advice to wear them although it's kind of weird advice that's going on tim they're saying wear them don't wear them no one can really make up their mind trump's not wearing one so you know that will follow his lead then shall we yeah because that's my my goal in life is to endeavor to do what trump does sure um <laughs> we have masks of, we we have masks uh in our house but we're of course only using them if we leave the house uh so yeah so we do have them if we if we go out in public okay is this a thing now are these like widely used in public i don't know about well, widely used my wife said she went out the other day and some people had them some people didn't it's it's kind of a mix yeah, and obviously it's getting hold of them. I mean, part of me feels I don't want to buy a box of masks if it means a health worker doesn't get access to that box of masks. Do you know what I mean? It's like I think there's there's more important people who need them than me. Oh, but the, so well, but the type of masks yeah. though that they would use are totally different grade than what we the public really should be using. Oh, yeah, oh well, Stephen. in that case, yeah. add ten to basket now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I actually, when I was at CES in uh, Vegas, I saw a guy who was wearing a black one, a black mask, and I asked him where he got it. He just said Amazon. Uh, and I thought, oh, you know, Ninja. He's, yeah, it, did, it looked really cool, actually. And I thought, if you're going to wear one, you want to wear a stylish looking thing. Yeah, you don't want to look like an idiot, do you? Obviously. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, bearing in mind, I wear dark sunglasses as well. Uh, so I've got that on. I mean, I look as if I'm going to rob a bank as soon as I leave the house. Yeah, that's true, but to be fair, you look like that without a mask or glasses or Thanks. Some people say the mask's an improvement, actually. Um, (laughs) I think the the, the viewers of Double Tap TV will be saying that for sure. Um, But yeah, so uh, that's... um, yeah, that's an ongoing thing. But yeah, tech around safety. That's an interesting one. Anyway, speaking of safety, uh, I thought we'd kick off with a little chat about Zoom because uh, was it last week? I can't remember anymore. I've lost all track of week days before, I believe it was. Before we talked about Zoom? Right, okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm Sean not happy. did an article. 
No, I... <laughs> Sean did an article about Zoom and put an awful lot of effort and time into this to tell everyone uh, who's blind or partially sighted how to use Zoom. And then they went and changed it all, didn't they, Sean? Oh, unbelievable. People's security worries affect me again. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter if unexpected people just come in and barge and sit there. It's fine. Yeah. Perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable for a, in a school setting, for example, for just this random stranger to turn up and do only knows who knows what so uh, in my, a meeting. The whole thing when we were talking about what we loved and liked about Zoom was mine was that I, I loved the, how easy it was to join. But that's been its kind of Achilles heel as well because... You know, if people are sending invite links out, these can be sent to other people as well. And there's malicious programs out there that can actually search for open meetings. Um, mm. So if you don't put a password on your meeting or, or whatever, or don't watch who's joining, then uh, anyone can sit there and listen in, which um, people haven't liked for some reason. Well, I, I, we brought this up just before we started recording. I said, well, maybe mention about the, the Zoom privacy. And uh, let's just say... Um, Tim went, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for here? Off on one. Uh, what's, what's, your, what's your feeling on this then, Tim? So people's, people now concerned about Zoom privacy and security. Where do you stand on this issue? Go on, Tim. Stand back. Wow. Well, let me, let me do right. my best to uh, clean up what, what I said before we started recording today. Um, a basketball mask, not a face mask for this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? This is one that, that's kind of annoyed me because, you know, as everybody knows, as we've talked about, we've been using Zoom for quite some time to do this show and, and record interviews and things. And we've liked it. And we are well aware of a lot of the privacy settings that were already there <laughs> as far yeah. as what? Well, okay. I, I, I was. I mean, I wasn't. It, Okay, but then I was. let's just say there were things available already as far as uh, putting a password on your room or, mm. you know, securing the room, blocking the room after people are in there, being able to block people. There's several different things that were already implemented. And yet I keep hearing these interviews with so-called experts saying, oh, the lack of, you know, privacy settings in, in Zoom is horrible and there's, it's lacking and there's nothing there. And, and, it, and it's like, no, actually there are privacy settings in there. They, they are available. You just have to know to turn them on. I've seen school districts. I've seen companies. I think it was the New York City school district is banning Zoom for their students and teachers to use. Yeah. And it's like, I get the fear and, and the nervousness because the, they're afraid of somebody getting in there where kids are, are watching the screen with their teacher. I, I get it. But at the same time, they say, well, there's no uh, security. There's no privacy settings at all. And so we're just going to ban it because one or two or a few other you know instances have happened. I just think that's going too far. I think it's a bit ridiculous when the settings were already there. So let me get this straight, Tim. Are you saying fake news? To an extent, I am saying fake news. Oh, I, I, oh, I do agree <laughs> that uh, you know the CEO of Zoom came out and said, you know what, we do have some of these privacy settings already there, uh, you know, for people to utilize. However, we are going to do our due diligence to kind of put them more in the front, uh, you know, uh, forefront, and make sure that people are more aware of them. And and that's kind of what we're talking about here today, be, well, especially because of how we had to kind of connect today, um, you know, with some of the new settings and and password protection and things. They're kind of forcing it upon the the users now. Yeah, although I think I've just figured out why. So when we connected up today, instead of using the usual room that we use i've just realized i'm using a different room which is why the link is not working so now i know why we, we how we should have connected today uh, and why it didn't work 
So basically, it's all my fault. Uh, you know, this well, is yeah. a tech show, guys, honestly. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I'm a, I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that I'm just terrible at this. And uh, the only yes. reason I'm here is because I have a gorgeous Scottish voice. And I occasionally mm-hmm. shout at uh, mm-hmm. Tim and Sean. I think that seems to work. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that seems to be my only purpose here because uh, the tech side's not going so well. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so... <laughs> We'll probably get kicked off the show 40 <laughs> minutes in. That's the downside to this. Because um, actually they've taken the 40-minute limit off. I did see that. They've uh, When it gets to the 40 minutes now, it will actually tell you, uh, you know, as a sort of gift from Zoom, you can continue your meeting and it's if reasonably unlimited. Oh, right. Uh, but That's but, cool. but that, the wording's interesting, though, because it says, per, you know, on this meeting. So that's telling me, obviously, this is not a long-term thing. They want you to pay for this. Well, so, you know, it, eventually that will go away. So if it does go away, you don't mind so much because it was only supposed to be for the meeting. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so actually it's kind of interesting, though, because we, the way we did connect today on Zoom, when we when we got together on it, what happened was it came up asking you, Tim, and both of you actually for a password uh, because the, the link I had sent uh, didn't give you the access other than with a password. And the, what happens now is when you go through the list... You can actually you can find the password and you can obviously share it to whoever you want to share it to. But you can also, once you're in the meeting, send that invitation URL now, which you can easily copy. And I can just share that to you guys and then you're able to join. But even when you join, you're kind of put into this waiting room. Was it nice in there? I, I, I've never been no. in there. I didn't like it at all. Oh. Waiting for Stephen to let me in. It's a disgrace. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, I, I thought it was quite interesting. Um, do you get music? No, did you just get told nothing, or no, nothing, no, no music. Boy, there was nothing to no. read. Stephen Scott reading no, the Bible, nothing like that. No. To be fair, it's it's actually not a bad idea. Mm. But then you've got to admit you in, haven't you? So then you kind of it feels like you've been disconnected, but you're actually being added to the room, and then at that point you can talk. Yeah, but how does that work for webinars? I mean, I'm guessing there's a you can turn that off now in settings. Yeah, well, that's it. You yeah. probably can. I know that uh, recently my daughter's karate school has started doing you know web meetings using Zoom, and they've had as many as 15 or 20 students with several instructors, and they've had to do the same thing. They send out the link that, that uh, does or does not even include a password. The other day, the link didn't have a password. They still had to put in a password. And then even though you were in the waiting room, you could hear the instructor, the, the, you know, the admin of the group or the room, but she still had to go through one by one and permit each person full access right, yeah. to the room. And then once she did that, then she went into settings and actually closed access, you know, further access to the room so that once we knew everybody was actually there, you could then lock it down so that nobody knew would actually join. Uh, no, that only comes into play is a problem. If somebody drops out, somebody's internet drops and they get disconnected, well, then obviously you'd have to allow access again and let that person back in. But, but I mean, but it at least is a choice. It at least is something you can do. Now for today, I thought I was going to be clever because Stephen, you texted the link to me. So I went into the link itself, got the, what is it? A nine digit room code or, you know, room ID code or whatever it is, typed that into my computer. So I didn't have to worry about sending the link because I didn't see my email yet. And that's why I think it gave me the prompt for the password because I just put in the room ID. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so it is a little, little tricky. So once I used the link, it was fine. But either way, I, I agree. I'd like the idea in a way of saying, you know what? You're going to need a password, whether it's in the link or not. And the administrator of the group or the room has to then allow people in so that you know exactly who you're letting in. So that way, you know, you're not just letting somebody sneak by that shouldn't be there. 
and that's the challenge, isn't it? It really is. Um, you know, it's the way this works now. I will apologise, by the way. My dog is going bananas in the background. It always Aww. does. Uh, it's lovely, isn't it? A little Dougal. Uh, he's, uh, clearly someone is at the front door and no one's bothering, and uh, the dog is very keen to let me know about that. But, you know, I'm in the middle of a radio show well, here, dog. What do you want? I'm working from home. These things are to be expected. Exactly. It's beautiful. Exactly. <sighs> anyway, um... Yeah, so Zoom privacy settings are now essentially forced on the the user, which I think is I I personally think is a great idea. I, don't. I think it's great. I know I do. I think it's great because you know, and especially in your case, Tim, and I'm surprised you're quite uh, against. Well, not against it, but I'm surprised Always. you're kind of as 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 vocal about it because you know your daughter in, in the school in this situation. You absolutely want to make sure that's a lockdown room. You don't want some stranger wandering in there. No, wait a minute. I didn't say I was against it being forced upon. Yeah, us. Tim, what's the matter with you? I didn't say it was was a bad thing to be forced upon us. I was just saying that a lot of these settings were already there if people had just taken a moment to go look for them. And Correct. for schools and businesses to See, ban I don't buy Zoom. That. I don't buy that because – no, I, I don't buy that because this is, the, this is the endless argument now. Oh, it's already there. Yeah, but if you don't know it's there, yeah. how do you – I mean, it's like this show. This show oh. would you know exists because we have – so many things and on our phone, for example, people don't even know exist. All the accessibility settings, all the stuff, you know, so that's why we are here to tell people about it. So, you know, to that argument, then it would be a case of, well, everything should be up front or everybody should just go searching for themselves. Okay. Well, I don't think that point, that. then nobody ever go and look in settings. On, Please don't ever go and look up this kind of stuff because we'd be out of a job. Yeah, so, go on. Agreed. I gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. To I, okay, I, I got you. Work I here. You're, you're I, no, honestly, but, but, I think it is shifting the blame a little bit. If someone is in charge of setting up these meetings, especially in an organisation like a school or something, then those people should know those settings anyway. So I, yeah, I can see both sides. I'll, I'll sit in the middle on this one. Oh, nothing new there. Uh, well, I will say this. <laughs> I will say that I think it, it, it's a good thing that it's happened, although let's be honest about it. Here's one thing we can all agree on. The only reason people are using Zoom is because Skype is terrible. Yes. That's the reason why it's so popular. I mean, it, 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 this thing, a lot of people had no idea what Zoom was before this pandemic and before people were forced to work from home and, and forced to find new ways to communicate. We, we tried Skype, realized it was terrible, and then we came to this. I mean, <laughs> I, I know there's FaceTime, obviously, FaceTime video, which is fine hmm. if you've got an iPhone. Yeah, uh, but if Google got, Hangouts. Google Hangouts. Google Duo, which is uh, the one-to-one. I think that's one-to-one. I don't think you can do groups on that. I think you can do groups as well. Uh, and that's not bad either. Uh, I use that with a, a friend who's got an Android phone because I feel sorry for him. And uh, that's that's nice. Uh, <laughs> you've got to be inclusive. Guys. I find that that's offensive. What it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> well, what um, about the other one that's, that's actually a lot of people are talking about now and moving to is Microsoft Teams. <sighs> Okay, well, that's that one. There's that review. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Well, I will say this. I, I did attend a Freedom Scientific webinar a uh, couple of months back now, I think it was, and it was all about using Microsoft Teams with JAWS. And it is. It's very accessible. What was that Much held better. on? Was that on Zoom? Was that a Zoom that webinar? Was, <laughs> it was held on Zoom, ironically, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, which is brilliant when you think about it. Um, but, yeah, the, the Teams uh, webinar was good. Uh, and it, it did teach me a lot about it. Uh, it's something I'll be using for work, for sure, because uh, my, in my office they're phasing out using Skype for business and instead using this, which I think is good. Yeah. But still silly things like just getting involved in a room and hanging up. It's still a faff. You know, it's like, why, why is it just not a really simple way to get in and out of the place? And, and I just don't get it. 
I'm confused by Microsoft and Teams because they've, they seem to have learned a lot from Skype and also learned very little from Skype. Is there uh, not just a keyboard shortcut to hang up? Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd think that would be the case. Yes. Um, and, and there seems to be different ones. <laughs> but again, it's like Skype. It depends on where the focus is because, again, like Skype, when you, when you move, once so say, for example, you're in a Teams meeting and you go to your email, what happens is that there's a Skype, in, the, in Skype's case, a little window sort of pops up on the screen to sort of go down, which just kind of minimises uh, the, right. the main window. And that, of course, changes the, the way you can interact with it. It just seems very complicated, and I don't understand why. It seems to be, and it's weird because Microsoft puts so much effort into every other product they have to make it accessible, and yet for some reason it comes to these kind of things, there just isn't a simple get-in, get-out option. Don't get it. Well, I'm expecting a flood of emails now saying, well, actually, there is. Just press Control-H for hang-up or something. Well, that would be amazing. (laughs) And if there is, and if there is, brilliant. Yeah. But it wasn't alluded to in the webinar I was on, which is interesting. Which you think it would be, uh, and, yeah. there were, and, and we were asking the questions. So, yeah, it's, it's just another weird one. But anyway, um, we actually set out this week to talk about um, fitness. Now, don't laugh. Uh, I'm talking to the listener here. Um, yeah, but we're going to talk about fitness because, look, let's be honest. Right, the past couple of weeks, we've talked about a lot of things relating to work. Uh, we've talked about Zoom, which, again, you know, can be used for leisure social events as well as uh, for, for business. But um, I think uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about getting fit because, uh, you know, I, I think we alluded to this last week that I've been eating nonstop since this pandemic. I mean, obviously, I'm using the pandemic as an excuse to eat nonstop because I was doing it before anyway. I'm just using it as an excuse to continue doing it. Uh, as almost as some kind of justification. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, there is, because at some point, I'm going to have to buy another office chair. So I just bought a new office chair, and I'm not kidding you, the guy laughed when he delivered it because he said, oh, it's called the office hippo. And I was like, oh, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's some branding, Stephen. Jeez. Well done. Not the That's uh... the brand of my chair. Office hippo. Not the strong man. No. That's the brand. So, yeah, it's, uh, let's just say it's called a 24-hour operator chair, uh, which in other words means it can handle me for a couple of hours um, before the springs start to go. So that's the good news. But I, I do think it's getting time where, you know, I, I start to think seriously about my weight. And, yes, um, I would say so. When you need to start buying hippo furniture, you need yeah, to make that's a change. when it's concerning. Yeah, when you get to the stage where you're buying the same office furniture as a hippopotamus, uh, you know there's a problem. So uh, for, for that reason, yes, I'm going to have to think about it. But I'm thinking of ways to do it. Now, Sean, you tried this for a little while. I know you get into the whole fitness thing with um, with the was it the treadmill you were on? Or, oh, no, it was, what was it you did in the mornings you used to do? Was it? Oh, a little bit of uh, punch bag. Ah, yeah, that was. It, I yeah. used the punch bag for a bit because I am still too fat for the treadmill. I exceed the maximum weight limit. That's I haven't got the hippo it? treadmill, obviously. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you get one of those. <laughs> you know what? Using the uh, because I used to have a Fitbit, uh, it was okay, but I find it a little bit fiddly. Sometimes it would lose Useless. connection. But the um, since getting the Apple Watch, the Series Four, when when I got that, um, I find that really good for keeping track of things. So, yeah, I still do the punch bag in the morning and then. Are you? Uh, yeah, right. Are you still? Uh, are you doing any exercise, Tim? Because you, oh, you can't get out much. I mean, what's what's the rules in in America about this? Because we're allowed to one walk a day, 
in the UK. That's all we're allowed to do. Go out of the house for 20, 30 minutes and then get back in again. Uh, what are you up to, able to do? Well, it, it's really tricky to say across the board in the United States because every state seems to be a little bit different. That's Some true, states, yeah. you know, allow you to be out. There's actually still, I think, seven or eight states right now that aren't on lockdown or, or, or self-isolation, but yeah. a lot of other states are. I know. Um, and yeah, you're allowed to go for a walk or go outside for exercise, go visit a loved one or a family member if what? it's, if it's someone that is in need. So if it's an elderly uh, family member or somebody that might need some help or, or something like that, you're allowed to visit, but that's really We're not allowed it. to do that. Um, well, yes, you are. Yes, you're you not. are. Yes, you can you visit are. a family oh. member who's vulnerable. You can visit yeah, but you Boris Johnson in. in the hospital. Oh, right. No, I don't think no, you, you can go in. No, okay. You can't, go, you you can't go and visit. You can go and wave at them through a window, but that's uh, it. I thought you were just making up excuses not to see your family, Stephen. I don't need to do well, that. They know me well. He already does that. But, um, but I've no, been I mean, using so we, Zoom for a long time. <laughs> but uh, we are allowed to, to go outside to do exercise or, or whatever. But in the house, I'd love to say that I'm exercising. Um, I mean, I have a treadmill. I've got a gazelle I've machine. Got a treadmill. <laughs> I've got um, He's I've got, got a gazelle weights. machine. Oh, I, have I, no do. I have um That's it beside the hippo machine, doesn't it? Yeah, it's right by the hippo. I have weights. I have all kinds of things. I even have a yoga mat, but... Um, Oof, I'm getting oh, winded sitting going to, down at least. I, I, well, I'm just getting winded going to the kitchen and back to get more food. So I can't think <laughs> about even fridge. getting on the yeah. on the treadmill. Yeah, I must. Admit, I'm doing exactly the same. I am useless at this, and you know, I know I'll, you know, be lucky to survive if I don't get a handle on this pretty soon. Uh, because you know, I'm I'm barely leaving. The, I don't think I've left the house in a week. I mean, even though I'm, a, I'm, I, I was th- sort of thinking I could save up my day, my hours a day of going out and just like have a blast one day and have five hours. A long outside. weekend. Yeah, just go outside, go crazy. Uh, but, You'll get arrested. Yeah. No, that's but, right. I mean, it is difficult though. I mean, aside the lockdown, that's just an excuse why we're probably not doing it. Well, but it I mean, me, just yeah. getting that motivation up to to do something. But you know, with all this. Um, online connection now with everything that people used to get together to do now moving online. I mean, there's less of an excuse than ever, isn't there? Because you've got fitness classes online, you've got um, church gatherings online, everything, everything you can think of has now moved to some sort of webinar on Zoom or whatever. So there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be getting fit, Stephen. I just don't want to. What about the Amazon Echo? Can we use that to get fit? You can pick it up a few times. Turtle <laughs> <laughs> across the room, go pick it up. To be fair, there there are fitness skills on the Amazon Echo, yes, um, it, it, that will talk you through it. Now, the problem is you, you can't just have the skill begin and it start telling you how to do the exercise and just sit on the couch and listen to it tell you to do that. Not that I've done no. that at all, ever. Um, no, but but there are there are some good skills that uh, that will help you with exercise, you sure. See, I think that's what we need to do. We need to look at uh, options. So what I want to do is get you, dear listener, to get in touch with us because, you know, we are not the experts on fitness. We came to that conclusion very quickly in the planning meeting. Uh, You know, we can't advise on this one, but I did want to bring it up as a topic because I think it is a really interesting discussion. And I think if you're using fitness apps or – because I know, like, MyFitnessPal is the big one uh, where a lot of people like to do that, but that's more for for – Sort of tracking diet. food, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So as you go along, um, I don't need to track my food to know what my diet's like. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I don't need to have some kind of record on it. You're good it. at tracking it down anyway. I, I can track it <laughs> tracking down. Tracking down easily, food, yeah. yes. 
Yeah, certainly. I mean, I, I won't even tell you what's in this room. It's an absolute disgrace. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, this is the, there's things like that, which, I mean, that app is very accessible. You know, you mentioned the Apple Watch, and, of course, the three of us are Apple Watch wearers. It is the most accessible smartwatch. I know that the Samsung ones and the the Android ones have got some accessibility in them, yada, yada, yada. Apple's the most accessible. Get over it. Oof. And it just is. What? And, you know, I'm sick of wasting my time, right, with this nonsense. It is what it is. I'm calling it for what it is. I've been called a hippo this week, so I'm calling it for what <laughs> it is. That. Right? That's amazing. But, yeah, I'll agree with you. When it comes to smartwatches, Apple is really the, the best way to go. But for... Yeah, but for that reason, that's why it's really good for things like if you are doing a home workouts or you just even want to track your exercise over a day, even if it's just as simple as getting up off the couch. A friend of mine does this. He he's, he suggested this uh, to me the other week. He said, I don't really exercise because he's one of these thin people. <laughs> I hate him. Um, yeah, terrible. I don't even know why I'm friends with him. In fact, I might just those, cut that relationship off completely. Those giraffe uh, people, but- we hate them. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, an animal theme show this week, isn't it? Um, but you know what he does is he just walks around his house. He just goes up and down the stairs every hour. He gets up, goes up and down the stairs a couple of times, back and forth, back and forth, and then sits back down again, and then gets up again Fitness another freak. time. And he just does this every hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Walking. What a crazy guy. But he says that's enough for him. And he said even if you're, you know, a bit in the um, portly side, shall uh-huh. we say? Uh, like I am, then, uh, you know, that could even be enough. I say all this, I've not done any of it, no. but I've said this stuff. I've, if I could lose weight by talking, I'd be three stone by now. <laughs> but, see, keeping track of what you're doing, and, I mean, even if you want to go as far as tr- keeping track of what you're eating, it really does make a difference. That's why things like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Fitbits and Apple Watches, are so popular because as soon as you keep a track of how many steps I've done today, you always want to do better or do more. And it yeah. really does push you on. It sounds strange, but they work. I find the problem for me isn't knowing. I have done so much research over many, many years. And what you described with your friend or, or soon to be ex-friend, I guess, Stephen, um, <laughs> that was me probably 10 or 12 years ago. I was exercising. I was doing mini marathons. You, I don't know if you guys remember when I was doing that still or not. Um, but marathons? Uh, Is that a chocolate yeah, like, bar? Like a 5K, 10K marathon. Get out of I have. I've done a half half marathon before. Wow. But that's See, to me, a mini marathon is a walk to the fridge <laughs> well, and then back to is, the couch. That's a, yeah, it is for and, me and now. That's a reasonable speed. Right, exactly. But so it, it, the problem for me hasn't been <laughs> knowing what to do, knowing the right amount of calories and the right foods and preparation and you know the exercises and all that. I, I've studied it and studied it. It's now getting motivated to do it. That's that's kind of the problem. It's a lot easier just to sit on the couch and eat and watch TV or, you know. Oh, you're not kidding. Whatever. But it's just, yeah, motivation. Okay, well, we are going to motivate ourselves to be healthier. Because, look, we've got to be here for the dear listener, right? We can't give this up. Because we're enjoying ourselves here. Are we enjoying ourselves here? Says oh, we, are. we are. I don't know about you. Um, I don't know about the listener. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's that. Oh, so we'll basically, find we're... We're putting it out to the listeners to get us fit. Is that what this, this is about? Much. I'm saying it's all okay. on you. What? Double tap to continue. Save our lives. Teach us how to be fit. <laughs> wow, this is this is going dark, isn't it? Very quickly. Wow. Um, I kind of like it, though. Right, okay. Well, look, uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we're going to come back. Uh, obviously, I now need to go and eat some chocolate because I'm feeling depressed. So uh, we'll be right back <laughs> after this. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to 
feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Great to be with you, and uh, we still are. Uh, despite what's going on, we will continue to bring you this program, whether you like it or not. Uh, we'll continue to do it. I bet there's people probably sitting thinking, oh, finally, an excuse to get rid of that show. And we're still here. Sorry. <laughs> AMI are really going to struggle to get any clips out of this episode for the show trailers. I mean, uh, we're not promoting very well here, Stephen. Okay. Well, what do you, what do you want to do? I mean, I don't know. What about Double Tap? It's great. Hooray. I made a few jokes in the first half. They weren't funny, but they could use them. <laughs> Uh, listen, if you want to get in touch, feedback at ami.ca. We do love your emails. Keep them coming. And also call us on one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. That's a toll-free number, one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. Leave a message uh, and tell us it's okay to use that message on air or we have to uh, dunk Tim in a bath of beans next week. That's what it says what? in the contract this Ooh. week. Yeah, sorry, Tim. I missed that part of my contract. Yeah, sorry, but oh, that's what it says. Do they have beans in America? Be- do, do we have beans? <laughs> yeah. They invented them, probably. Probably. Oh, yeah, cowboys. That's right. What? Yeah, sorry. Okay, carry on. I have no idea what you're talking about. In the Westerns, they all sit around a campfire boiling beans. I, I remember. That's Americans. Right. There's the promo. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there's the promo. That's that's the best you're going to get this week. Uh, listen, on doubletap.online, you'll maybe notice that uh, there is a new article up all about how to record and edit audio using Audacity. Uh, now, Sean, you've kind of created a longer version of that. I'm guessing that is, I mean, that was a fantastic uh, review of Audacity you did last week, but you've kind of gone into more depth online, is that right? You didn't know what to call it then, Stephen, did you? No, it was... Um... Yes, it was a, 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 very, picking up on that. a, a very brief <laughs> get, uh, way, a guide to get started. So, um, yes, I have gone into more detail. It's about 30 minutes long on the website, but it, it, it does go into far more detail than I was able to do last week on the show. So, yeah, definitely check it out. It's, it's, uh, I like it. I've got to say, you know, I know I did it, but I'm, I'm proud of this one. Oh, you should be. You should be. Thank and you. Greg, Greg from Pennsylvania has been in touch. Uh, hello, Greg. He says he thought it was the best work you've ever done. Wow. Well, thank wow. you, Greg. But um, <clears throat> that, Listen, from me, Greg, that is serious praise. You know well, that he means that's that. That's big time. Excuse me, Stephen Scott. I believe it said that we've ever done, not not just me. So, um, oh, yes. What? Thank- oh, no. <laughs> take it all back then. Terrible. Awful. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Um, okay, well, look, uh, just also on uh, some of the other, just looking back a little bit, uh, on uh, Double Tap TV uh, this week, we ran the episode on 5G. And we had Robin Spinks from RNIB on the show, uh, RNIB in the UK, that is. And uh, we were talking about how 5G is going to affect us all in the future and what the, what it will mean for us all. Uh, and we've had some interesting comments back, and, and there's been lots. I, I was really hesitant to bring up this story. but Why? This, well... Because ultimately it's fake news, and I don't like giving airtime to actual fake news, right? Oh, but right, yep. there's a story that's doing the rounds about coronavirus and 5G, and that somehow the 5G masts are causing uh, coronavirus to be spread. Look, this is absolute garbage. And this was sent to me in an email this week and you know, suggested that we, we need to talk about it on the show and we need to make people aware of it. We don't need to make people aware of it other than to say it's just nonsense. This is just utter yep. garbage. And, you know, it's the same people who call this the Chinese virus. And it I, just does my head in. It really does. It's absolutely disgraceful. It's disgusting. 
you know, people are dying over this, and we need to stop this fake news. And unfortunately, with Facebook and Twitter, as much as they try, and I'm sure they are trying to cull a lot of these stories, it is so difficult. And even now in WhatsApp, and I still don't really understand this, but WhatsApp apparently are going to have, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to try and cut back on the amount of fake news being spread. But how you do that when you can't even see what people are sending is beyond me. And and encryption, there's, there's no way to do it. But yeah, I mean, anything like this is just disgusting because people are scared. People are, you know, not sure what's actually going to happen. And none of us are. And then you get people spreading this sort of nonsense, absolutely no grounds in reality at all, fake news. And more than that, I think it's deliberate fake news and conspiracy theories. It does no good to anyone other than um, stirring up fear for people. And people are already scared. It is disgusting behaviour. I do sort of struggle to understand why people believe it, though. Well, people believe anything, don't they? Let's be honest. I mean, if you you want to believe something. Yeah, I suppose so. People are looking for answers, I guess. But look, if you look online, and Tim, I'm sure you, well, you've done it, but you've probably heard about plenty of these. Uh, you know, you, you go onto YouTube and you type in 9-11 conspiracy, and you can find any number of conspiracy theories uh, that, that pop up there. There's there's plenty of them if you want to look for them. And the point is that if you are absolutely convinced that 9-11 was a government inside job, you Google that, you'll find a thousand other people minimum who will agree with you. And that's the problem, that that's what creates the, the narrative. And then it starts to get, you know, and that's how the Flat Earth Society got started oh, again. Please. You know, because... I was cause just thinking that same thing yeah. Yeah, as you were saying that, Stephen. Yeah, that, that's that's the problem is that you can look for the word conspiracy attached to almost anything and find people that are spreading something about that conspiracy and have created things around that conspiracy. Like you said about flat earth or, you know, the 5g towers, you know, giving you a virus, which that just tells me people don't know how viruses work. (laughs) You know, could, are, are there things in a tower that if you're really nearby for a long extended time could cause issues Perhaps, and there are studies being done on that, and I wouldn't discount that there might be issues being near a tower like that, potentially. I, I don't know. I'm not a Wait, scientist. News. However, however, that's not how viruses work. You know, that's that, that's not how they're spread. Um, and then, yeah, th- going on YouTube, I get so many suggested videos uh, on YouTube or on Facebook, you know, people that share these things. And honestly, it's very scary. I mean, there's so many things that I'll read these or listen to a video that someone has shared and I'm like, really? You you buy into this? You believe this? <sighs> but but there's a you know conspiracy out there for everybody, I guess. Yeah, I think Sean's very uh, innocent in all this world, which I think is fine. Either that, or he's the one spreading it. <laughs> <all. laughs> Stop it! <laughs> no, but there's always an angle to any of these fake stories. You know, it isn't just the surface topic. There's always something being shoehorned in there as well, an agenda like. You know, they'll say, oh, it's because of this, and this is because of whatever their own personal conspiracy is. You know, whether that be the big pharmaceutical companies are bad and we should all be practicing natural medicine and herbs or the anti-vaxxers or whatever, whatever their personal bias or conspiracy is, that's always behind it all. And it just seems obvious to me. Yeah. But you're going to, I tell you, I am waiting to hear from the anti-vaxxers at the moment, and I've, I hear nothing from them at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, anybody, I tell you, anybody who's been standing up claiming 
that, you know, I don't vaccinate my child because, you know, oh, the vaccines are bad, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, they should be at the back of the queue when the cure is found for this coronavirus because, you know, they should not be uh, put in the front of the queue. If you have said this on social media, you should be back of the queue. Um, Well, here's the thing, Stephen. It's funny you say that because recently I have been disgusted with all these videos and comments that I've seen, and I, I don't know that we want to go down this rabbit hole too much, but the people that are talking about vaccinations and saying that, well, of course there's a virus going on. Of course the government has created this virus and has put this upon us because they want us to get vaccinations so we can be embedded with the RFID chip so that we can be tracked by the government uh, wherever yes, we go. I, one as well, yeah. I, I see that all over and I'm like, um, uh, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> That's all you can say. Okay. Yeah, like, but in that case, but well, I mean, you there know are things you can say, and I, I probably made some ex-friends out of it but but um, that's the yeah. point if you believe that then don't go for the vaccine so when the time comes if you genuinely think that's the case don't get the vaccine leave it for people who actually who need it and who deserve it because i'm sorry but if you don't believe this stuff you've got to wake this has got to be a time for people to wake up i think part of the problem here is that so many people get their news from facebook and Twitter, and YouTube. And I'm like, really? I mean, if, if anything comes out of this, if anything good comes out of this at all, surely it's got to be that we start paying attention to experts and start listening to journalists and actually start paying journalists decent money, you know, start really investing in news again. Because, yeah. you know, the journalists are working their backsides off to give us the best and most relevant information. And then you've got people just putting something up on Facebook. It's absolute garbage about like this 5G thing. And then suddenly it spreads around the world faster than they can write their article. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, it just shows the power of things like social media, doesn't it? And, and the responsibility. What responsibility have these organizations got? You know, when it comes to um, misinformation, something like Facebook, how much control have they got the amount of resources well, they've got we've at, got responsibility though I mean, just as that we talked well, about course, in the last segment we about have. we talked in the last segment about food right and we said you know I mean, i'm eating here chocolate bars like they're coming out, going out of fashion and that's on me it's not yeah, i truth. can't blame the, the company that make the chocolate bar to say yeah, but we're not saying that are we we're not saying it's their fault or anything we're just no but but we are expecting the organizations to police this to some degree and they absolutely should i think of course they should but i also think it's important that we as society start to see these things for what they are. I mean, the social network is exactly that. It's a social network. It's a bunch of people who, frankly, between them know very little. You may individually know lots of things, may be doctors or nurses or experts or scientists or whatever individually, but as a group, they don't know very much. It's not not like the doctor's network or the nurse's network where you would get actual information that's relevant. Well, we all rely on our preferred... Um, source of information, don't we? And if that don't choose Facebook, that, well, yeah, yeah, always don't tricky. do it. I don't know. It's got all too serious for me. I don't like it. I just, Let's talk about games. Sean, Sean's quite uncomfortable now. Yeah. Yes, I've yeah, got cause, sense because he uses Facebook for his news. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're talking about him, and he, he yes, just now realizes. Exactly. It, yeah. yeah, we're kind of. But this is an intervention moment for you, Sean. Don't you realize that <laughs> NASA's a, a myth. <laughs> there is no space Uh, (laughs) well not in this chair not in this office hippo chair I'll tell you that Um, (laughs) 
So, uh, yeah, let's talk about games because actually one of the things I wanted to talk about this week was because um, again, like I said, we talked a lot about work and we talked a lot about the kind of um, the, the the uses of all this technology for work. But you know, at home playing games. It's kind of cool. There's so many different things you can do at home. And, of course, there's lots of traditional things you can do. You can buy traditional large print versions of board games if you wanted to. I think Monopoly is one of them. You can get, like, large print Scrabble, uh, Braille Scrabble as well, uh, Uno, <laughs> if you want that. Say that again. Uno. That's how I say you it. You sound so aggressive when you say Uno. You want to play some Uno? Um, no, sorry. <laughs> to be fair, most of what Stephen says sounds aggressive. So. It's just the way I tell them. Uh, but no, I, I, um, I, I think there's some great games you can play, of course, but you can also use your Lady A for a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, there's tons of games on there. I mean, the one that I think probably stands out most because it's the most popular is The Magic Door. Uh, that's the one that everybody plays. But I must admit, the only thing I find about the Magic Door is it's a bit childlike for me. And I kind of wonder if there's anything out there that's maybe better, a bit more... A bit more um, Adult. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm conscious how you say it sound when you say that. But yeah, you know what I mean. Mm, yeah, careful, shot. It's not like a rabbit bouncing well, about or whatever it is. Tim's been raving about a specific... Uh, smart speaker game well i've been i've been raving although when i <laughs> sent it to you you weren't quite sure what it was although to be fair to you i sent one word in whatsapp and and i didn't really give it any kind of context yeah i thought you'd just gone crazy i thought you had a fever <laughs> <laughs> but no this this actually comes from a, a conversation i had with actually a blind uh game developer named liam irvin people might be familiar with some of his games uh, like super egg hunt and things and he put me onto this game on amazon echo called starfinder i believe there's another version i want to say it's like ground finder or desert finder something like that um i'm not sure because i haven't played that one but Starfinder is similar to the magic door in in the respect that is kind of a choose your own adventure you're given options or choices as to what to do next and then of course the story progresses on but it would be the much more adult in quotes kind of game uh, there's a really good soundtrack there's actors and sound effects it's a really good story that goes along with it and as you flesh out the storyline and answer the questions that that story is is moved forward and it's it's a lot of fun to play, actually. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, you know, a lot of people might think that the Echo is only for telling you the time or, you know, giving you a reminder or telling you what the weather is. But there's so many things you can do. I mean, there's a corny jokes as well, which are always good for a laugh. Uh, she'll even sing to you if you ask nicely. Well, um, but, <laughs> but also, you think things. so the skills in there like bingo. That's a classic, right? You can do bingo. Just say open bingo. And uh, each number gets called by her and then repeated and viewable within an app. And then you can do the next one. So you could play. I'm not quite sure how else. Obviously, you need number cards. That's one thing. That sounds terrible, Stephen. Oh, come on. I don't like that one at all. Who likes bingo? We're not in our 70s. Not far off, but that's not the point. I apologize to all the listeners out there in their seventies. Exactly, 70s. I know. Disgraceful <laughs> wow. comment. Well, but I mean, but but there are a lot of simple games like that on the Echo. But I mean, there there are things, uh, you know, quiz games. There's Trivial Pursuit that you can play with the buttons. Yeah. There's other other yeah, quiz buttons. games. My my, oh, I love the buttons. I know you've you've had mixed emotions about those buttons. I, I think it's but, partly because I could 
kept putting the but the batteries in the wrong way around. And- well, yeah, that could be a problem. <laughs> but my, my my daughter loves the buttons. There's there's a game that's uh, I think it's like red light, green light, yellow light, and she'll put a button at the end of the hallway or the other end of the house, and it'll say you know red light, and she has to stop, and then yellow light, and she walks slowly, and then green light, and she can walk a little faster, and then red light, you know, kind of the kids' playground mm. uh, game, and you can do that with multiple buttons, multiple kids or people can play. Um, you know, there's there's tapping games, so you have to tap faster than the other person, or you know tap to ring in so if you're playing break a quiz game against other yeah break your exactly <laughs> if you play a quiz game and you have to, to you know beep in before somebody else almost kind of like a jeopardy but you know not quite um so i mean there's a lot of those kind of things there's we we've actually found with our daughter being home of course from school and we've had to you know become her teachers we've been looking for other ways to help in in teaching and supplementing her schoolwork and there's a lot of games there's math games and and things like that that can be used for kids uh to help them you know with their math skills or, or you know other things so it's it's amazing how many different things are actually available i think what i like about the echo is because it's audio only you can pretty much talk about any skill that's what i love about it pretty much any skill unless yep. it requires like i mentioned bingo earlier and of course there are some possible challenges with that one um but if you've got low vision you could you could do that if you wanted to if you can download the the number cards uh the website by the way for that is lovemyecho.com i think it is yeah lovemyecho.com uh, you can get lovemyecho.com or lovemyecho.com Come. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Um, thanks for confusing everyone on that one. It's lovemyecho.com. Okay. Right, stop playing around, big child. Uh, what about Earplay? Uh, this is an adventure game. I've heard about this actually. It was last year. I think we talked about this in the show. Um, it's an adventure game where you play the part of a secret agent in a radio drama. Ooh. I do like that one. And that, that is actually a port from an iPhone game. Uh, Code Cygnus, I think it was, is ah, part yes. of Earplay. And they just ported it to the Amazon Echo. And it's, it's very similar to what we're talking about with Starfinder and, and other games where you're put into a situation there's actors and sound effects and basically putting you in like a movie scene or, or radio scene, I guess, your radio drama scene, I guess you could say. And yeah, you have to make choices based on the situation you're in. And I've actually at least played that one on the iPhone to the end that I at least could at the time uh, that they were releasing chapters still on the iPhone. That, that Again, that one's got a really good storyline. It progresses really well and, and it's fun to play. I like Batman. I'm a huge Batman fan. And um you know the one I'm going to talk, tell you about? There's one for Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Yeah, there's the Batman that was like the – it was free either for the movie or for a TV show. One of them. I don't remember well, which. They're promoting this one's called it. The Wayne Investigation. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. so this is the Choose Your Own Adventure again, which I love these kind of games. Uh, in the game, you have to investigate the death of Bruce Wayne's parents. Each of the choices you make affect the ability to solve the mystery. So, of course uh, – should also say the Wayne investigation contains some content that may not be suitable for all ages. But if you want to play, uh, just start by saying open the Wayne investigation and follow the prompts. Um, there's also other ones there like um, uh, uh, Escape the Room. That was the other one I was thinking about. Escape the Room. Oh, there's a few of those. Mm. Escape the Airplane. Uh, escape the bakery. I've never I've never done that in my life. So I've never escape a bakery. You did say no. <laughs> just those there. can get broke in. <laughs> those can get really tricky because, of course, it's all audio. There isn't a visual, mm. and it's helpful, you know, if, if you're trying to, you know, strengthen your your memory or, or whatever, because. 
you have to kind of remember, okay, over here was a code and now I have to remember how do I use that code? And uh, we did it when those first came out. And I think there was like an escape, a jail cell or escape an office, you know, these different rooms that you'd have to escape. And there'd be these colors. You'd be like, okay, what do these colors have to do with anything? And they're in a certain order. And then you go somewhere else like, Oh, I wonder if I put those colors in, in this order, will it open this puzzle? And, and it's, it's really cool how they've been able to do that in audio form. I mean, yes, I mean, we've got the options there, and the smart speakers have really done a lot for audio uh, games. Hang on, hang on, I'm not finished yet. I'm no, I'm not finished here. either, but I've got something to say, and oh, that is, geez. I just, I, I don't think that's our only option, though. We, we, we should have more. It doesn't have what? to be a choose-your-own-adventure game, or, you know, it seems like we're stuck in a genre that... that there's more that could be done. I'm, I'm still thinking of... I want more. I do want more. Look, <laughs> audio defense was amazing. That, that really, for me, that was the most mainstream accessible game there was. You, you, it used your, your iPhone's accelerometer to know which way you were facing. You know, enemies were running around you. You had to spin around and shoot them. It was amazing. And... Uh, unfortunately it had bugs and it, it, the development stopped and that was it now there is another one called Circus Master which is very similar but again it's it's not quite polished enough, it's not quite there but it's very close I, I think there's more that can be done with arcade style games that are accessible I, I don't think we're just stuck in this choose your own adventure text adventure world I don't disagree with no, that I know. but on the Amazon Echo you are kind of limited because you have to still give it instruction as to what to do next. You have to tell it, go forward, go back, go left or go right, choose this path or choose this option or whatever, because it's that no, give no, and take that. with Alexa. But you're right on, on a smartphone or especially on your computer, you, know, you have things like a hero's call that are a fully interactive, immersive, you know, surround sound kind of game. And, and that is as close to audio defense or, uh, you know, Papa Sangre of old, you know, that's as close as you'll get to something like that. Mm. But cause you know, hero's call is very immersive, but you're right. The, yeah. you know, the circus game that the name has already escaped me. Um, circus master massacre. Thank you. Um, Master uh, or master, yeah, massacre, <laughs> master. If, if anybody who's played it, yeah, it's just the, it's same, the thing. same thing. Um, <laughs> because you will get massacred if you don't do it first. Um, I, I have played it and it is a lot of had fun, but you're right. There's something still just needs something else. You like those other games we talked about, yeah, but, but but what you're talking about, Sean, is is quite kind of serious. I'm talking about light stuff here. Just no, 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 no. The no games should be pick up blast away for five minutes or whatever i'm just saying we as visually impaired people seem to be locked in this genre of you've got to pay uh, you've got to play these sort of text adventure games and i don't think that's the case i think there's, there's right you finished there's far more can that I, we just, could do Stephen go, Scott. I... it's your fault oh, of course <laughs> everything is um well look i'm just thinking here right because we are playing i've just found this one and i think this is great if you are uh, like me and you play the board games and you drop the dice on the floor and you can't find it or the dog gets to it first, uh, then you, you uh, can actually use Lady A to roll virtual dice for you. Correct. All you've got to do is say, for example, roll two dice or I guess more than one or one or whatever, uh, and uh, she will tell you what uh, she's rolled. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but there's also ones there like... Um, you're wanting one more that you can do. I guess this is similar to what I mentioned before, but there's ones now tied to TV shows. So Bosch, the Amazon original Bosch, a detective's case, 
puts you in the detective's shoes. You work with Bosch and the LAPD, and you've got one day to find a woman who's mysteriously disappeared. You've got to make the right decisions along the way and avoid the false leads you come by. Uh, but then, of course, there's also the classic uh, games as well, like Jeopardy, Deal or No Deal. Uh, there's an unofficial version of the popular Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It's called the Millionaire Quiz Game. <laughs> yeah. uh, you get 14 multiple choices. That. That's kind of fun, yeah. You don't get a million at the end, though. No. Uh, just to point that out. I like the, uh, um, and sorry, the music quiz one. The, song quiz. Song quiz. Yeah, I think my wife really and good. I love that, that one. Good, yeah. That's fun. And the favourite one of all, just for us, that we've got to mention, the fake news game. Uh, the fake news game, <laughs> it's a lot like the true or false one, if you've tried that. You get ridiculous headlines, and you've got to choose whether it's actual news or fake news. You can play the game alone or with up to 20 friends. How does that work? 20? I'm assuming they all have to be in the same room. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not going to uh, happen at the moment, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, you can play alone or with uh, who's in your home. Uh, just try to remember the world we live in, and you'll be surprised that it was actually real news. And uh, it says you might also lose some faith in humanity as well. Um, well, there we go. Uh, but there's loads. <laughs> Look, there are loads and loads of these skills, and uh, we'll, we'll try and get some of these written up and put on our website as well so you can go and find them. Uh, so you can uh, read along. But again, like I say, the great thing about them is, despite what Sean's saying, which is utter nonsense, um, you know, the fact is you can pick up these Amazon Echoes for next to nothing. I mean, $25 or so it is going at the moment. Uh, you pick up one of these, and you've got all this capability right there. Uh, and you can play games, you can have some fun. Uh, and of course, you know, I don't know how much we've got into this in the past. I can't remember because I, I forget because my brain is terrible. It's for the chocolate. Yeah, um, but the um, but you know so many communication capabilities as well. We talked about Zoom, but of course you can connect with the Echo as well. You can use Drop In to connect with family, and I love that one because you know, if you want to connect with your mum or or an elderly relative, especially at the moment, just to check they're okay, but you don't want to have them do anything. They don't have to do anything at their end. You just essentially drop in on them, literally. Yeah. Um, then you can do that with the the. Uh, Amazon Echo device, as long as obviously they've got one, um, and you know that's that as well as the calling options now, being able to call with you know call numbers, search for numbers and get them uh, you know played out as well, or, or call that person. Incredible stuff you can do with you can use Lady Skype. A, so, and Skype. I mean, that's right. Skype is terrible but. unless it's with Lady A. <laughs> Correct. How weird is that? Um, yeah, and you know how to hang up. You just say, "Hang up." Microsoft, are you listening? Can, <laughs> no, is this working? Perfect. Can you hear me? <laughs> and we bring it all back to the start. Um, so there we go. Anyway, look, uh, we are almost out of time, but uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Always welcoming your comments here on uh, Double Tap Canada. The guys are staying safe, aren't you? You're, you're staying safe. You're not leaving the house. Uh, we no, did joke not leaving about the shed. Not leaving the shed. Nope. You're not meeting not anyone on the way to the shed, are you, Sean? No. No, the odd snail and butterfly, but all is good. Excellent. Okay. Um, <laughs> and there's never more than two of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, just a reminder as well, uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do feedback at ami.ca is our email address, and you can call as well uh, and leave a message at one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. And just one final thing I'd like to ask of you, dear listener, uh, for a future uh, Double Tap TV episode, we would like you to send in your videos uh, to tell us what's 
in your drawers. Now, let me be very clear here. Uh, I don't like this. Please do. <laughs> I have to be terms and conditions on this one, clearly. Uh, but we're doing an episode of Double Tap TV where we're going to be showing you what's uh, in our drawers. We're going to be uh, emptying out the drawer here uh, at the Double Tap TV studio and uh, showing you all the, the old tech that we're just not using, and even some current tech that we're not using at the moment. Uh, so, you know, I'd love to see what you are not using. Go into the drawers, have a look around, see if there's anything that you think, hey, no one's using this anymore, or, you know, I'm not using this anymore. And it's great. I, it was brilliant at one time. But because I've got an app for it now, I just don't use it. So we'd love to see that. And if you can video yourself, that would be amazing. You can send your videos to feedback at ami.ca. If you'd rather record an audio, that's fine too. Just do that. Uh, we're happy with anything. Get in touch. Feedback at ami.ca. Again, you can leave a voicemail for us on one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. It's toll free. Uh, leave a message. Tell us it's okay to use it. And uh, you could be featuring in an upcoming Double Tap TV episode. Ooh. But for now, that is it for Double Tap Canada. Thank you, guys. As always, stay safe, please. And we will catch you again next time. Tim and Sean, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks, bye. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do. Don't want a doll, no dinky tinker toy. I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I don't think Santa Claus will mind me. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.